Hey everyone, it's Voices by Corey here. If you guys don't know by now, I am a voice actor and you guys have probably heard me in countless projects on Newgrounds, but I'm most known for voicing Bob Velsib in Spooky Month 5 Tender Treats. You guys have probably heard my voice as Pico in Pico vs. Bear DX. I've also done impressions of various characters on Newgrounds like Steven Captain, Salad Fingers, and Blockhead. Um, I've also been a host on the Newgrounds podcast, and I've also orchestrated the Newgrounds voice acting collaboration over the last three years. So chances are you've heard of me, and if you haven't heard of me, well, hi. You're going to get to know me a little bit in this interview, and let's get into it. So I started my voice acting career in my early 20s, but I've always been fascinated with voice acting, and I've always loved doing voices. Like, I remember when I was younger, I watched Aladdin for the first time, and I remember hearing Robin Williams' voice come out of Genie for the first time, and I got excited because... A kid growing up in the 90s, you always saw Robin Williams in every kid's movie you watched. He was just like the hot actor to be in kids' movies just because of his personality and charisma. It just provided this happiness whenever you watched his movies. At least that's how I felt when I watched them. So when I heard his voice coming out of Genie, I got really excited because I'm like, hey, that's Robin Williams. How is that possible? That's his voice, but that's not him. That's weird. How's that happening? So I asked my dad how it was happening. And he told me it's a thing called voice acting. What Robin Williams did was he sat in front of what's called a microphone. He spoke into it. They recorded his audio and then they animated. They they, they drew characters around his voice. And I thought that was really cool. And after that, I had just kind of had this little love for voice acting. And it wasn't until like I, I grew up a little bit more and I started watching more, more cartoons and more movies that I started to appreciate the work that goes into voice acting and it just allowed me to see how you're able to do more than just one voice and you know not just rely on one specific voice and that came when Spongebob was premiering on Nickelodeon in the late 90s Um, I remember Nickelodeon was putting together like a little video to just promote the cast and just to get the hype out about Spongebob And it had the cast of Spongebob sitting down and it got to Tom Kenny, who at the time had already voiced Heifer in Rocco's Modern Life. And I think simultaneously was voicing Dog from Cat Dog. And he said, hi, I'm Tom Kenny. Um, I voiced Spongebob in the show, but you've probably heard me before. And, you know, I voiced Heifer and I voiced Dog and Cat Dog. I'm like, whoa, no way. That's that's really freaking dope. That's the same guy. I I know that. Whoa, no way. And just kind of like, you know, mind blow. It was just mind-blowing to me. And I thought that was so freaking cool. And it allowed me to kind of like want to try to figure out how to do voices and, you know, be able to mimic them. So I went on to trying to mimic characters that I really liked. And anyone who knows me, I really love Sonic the Hedgehog. I love South Park. And I do love SpongeBob. And those three shows allowed me to learn the first voices I ever learned how to do. The very first voice I ever learned how to do was Eric Cartman. And then it was Sonic, uh, most notably Ryan Drummond Sonic, because that was the voice of Sonic at the time. And then uh, SpongeBob. So I loved learning voices and I loved performing them for friends because it made them smile and they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, how do you do that? Especially with Cartman. 
you know, being younger, like I had a little bit of higher voice. So it was very easy for me to get into Captain's voice. And as I've gotten older, I've had to adjust the way I do it. But it still sounded good. And people were like, no way, that's really cool. And of course, being a young kid, you weren't supposed to watch South Park. So, you know, a young kid doing a, a Cartman impression was really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like after that, it just allowed me to kind of continue developing voices over the years. And it's kind of like a little party trick I can do. Like, hey, Corey, do an impression of Cartman. Hey, do an impression of Sonic. Uh, do an impression of Rick and Morty. And I, and like I would do all these impressions in front of my friends and it would make them laugh. Like, dude, that's so cool. And I would have friends and family tell me all the time, you should get into voice acting. You should try voice acting. But I was also a baseball player and I focused on trying to have a baseball career and go pro and all that stuff. It wasn't until I finally called it quits as a baseball player that it allowed me to explore this, this craft that I have been building up over the years, just unknowingly. And in my youth also, I had been a, a stage actor. I did school plays and I really enjoyed the acting side of things. It, it was really fun. It was a good way for me to express myself. And it was something else that I was good at aside from baseball. So once I decided to take that leap into voice acting, I kind of had some background in acting already. And I already had, of course, some experience in creating voices. And, you know, I just attempted it. And like to answer one of the questions, what was my skill level at the time? It was very beginner. Like it was shit. <laughs> I still have like all my original audio files uh, back from when I started on Newgrounds. And I actually like to go back and listen to them just to kind of remind myself how much I've grown since I started. You know, we all start off with a skill that we want to learn and we're going to be bad. And when I listen back to how I was, I'm like, yeah, I was bad. And I'm so glad that I've improved over these years and honed my craft to a sound that works best for me and works best for the clients that I work with. Um, now, my history with the internet and Newgrounds, I mean, I've been going to Newgrounds since 2002. Like, I've been coming to Newgrounds for over 20 years now, and it's crazy to think that. Um, I mainly came to Newgrounds just to play games and watch some animations. I also, at the time, was watching E-Bombs World, and ultimately what brought me to Newgrounds was E-Bombs World because there was a Blockhead episode on there, and, you know, at the end of it, or like at the beginning of it, it's, you know, the little logo pops up, like the tank logo pops up, and Blockhead's on top of it, and I think it's Swain, he goes like, Newgrounds! And, <laughs> uh, you know, it goes into the episode, I'm like, what's Newgrounds? And I check out Newgrounds, and I see that it's a website full of animations and games and art and my and music. I'm like, this is really cool. And, you know, I listened to uh, or I watched. I saw that there was more Blockhead on there. And I was just more intrigued. I'm like, oh, no way. There's more Blockhead. Cool. And then, of course, I start watching Tank Man and like, all the other um, animations that were there at the time. And I just love coming back to the site. And I think I created my account in like 2008 or something. But I just. It was mainly just to gain ranks and vote and, and whatnot and gain experience. But I didn't start uploading content until 2013, like late 2013. Like that's when I officially started my voice acting career. Um, and you can go back and listen to the original files of like auditions I did and just hear how shitty I sound, how bad my equipment was and just see the beginning stages of what it is like <laughs> what it's like at the beginning stages of being a voice actor and just know that we all come from humble beginnings. Like I know I've grown a lot and I've acquired a lot of knowledge that I've applied to my craft. And at the same time, it's, it's allowed me to really reflect on how much I have grown and, uh, and I'm very thankful. And 
if it wasn't for Newgrounds, I probably would have never got my first role. I remember auditioning for stuff right away through Newgrounds itself because I knew that there was a voice acting forum. I, I sent out auditions to projects that were dropped in the voice acting forum. And the very first project I auditioned for, I landed a role. And I think I, I'm very lucky. You never truly get roles on the first gig that you ever auditioned for, but I was very fortunate for that. And I honestly believe getting that role encouraged me to keep going because at that same time, I was like in this transition from being a baseball player to a voice actor and I was still doubting myself. But landing that first role after auditioning for the very first time, it just gave me confidence in that I actually knew what I was doing. So, you know, I I will say this till... I hang up my microphone. I will always be grateful for Newgrounds because it gave me my first opportunity to be a voice actor. And I honestly wouldn't be where I am today without Newgrounds because it has allowed me to grow and give me opportunities to hone my craft and just grow as a voice actor. And it's basically giving me a catalog to see how much I've grown over the years. So, you know, I'm very thankful for Newgrounds. I'm thankful for all the game developers and animators and fellow voice actors who I've got to work with over these years. And I'm very thankful that Tom has been able to keep this site up and running and allowing us to just share our, you know, creative sides and, and growth. It's, it's one of the best websites in the world and you, you can't change my mind about that. (laughs) So some of the warnings and lessons I've learned throughout my life can both be applied to just life itself and voice acting. One of the big things that I have learned just through life, baseball, and even voice acting is when you're faced with adversity and negativity, you can't let it drive you and defeat you because the two career fields that I've pursued in deal with the most negativity and turnaway rate of all time. I tried to play baseball, which is a game of failure. If you fail seven out of 10 times, you are considered a Hall of Famer. And I decided to get into the freaking entertainment industry after that, especially in a field where everyone wants to be a voice actor. Now, there's so many people trying to apply or not apply, audition for roles and be the next big voice actor. And you're going to audition for so many roles and you're going to be turned away from. 99% of them, you can audition for a thousand roles and you can be turned away from 999 of them and you'll only land one. And that's just the nature of each industry. And it, it comes with a lesson because dealing with all this adversity and dealing with rejection and dealing with what some may consider failure, it leads to you doubting yourself and making you believe that you're not good enough for what you're trying to accomplish. And this is something that I had to learn on my own. So what some people may not know about me is that I actually stepped away from voice acting in 2016. I took a break and it's because like there's a bunch of factors that went into it. I got, I went back to school. I got my master's degree. And at the time I was dating, um, who is now my wife. Um, we got pregnant and I had my daughter and I just didn't have free time to be a voice actor. But 
one of the things that persuaded me to step away from voice acting also was just the lack of support from people around me and just not having a support system to back me up and lift me up during those times of self-doubt and and when when I was in dealing with imposter syndrome when I decided to come back to voice acting I knew that's ultimately why uh, that, I knew that was ultimately the reason that kind of put me over the edge of stepping away from voice acting was knowing that there was no one on my side and encouraging me along my journey of being a voice actor. So this time around, I told myself, I learned my lesson and I told myself, if I'm going to be doing this again, I need to surround myself with people who are going to want to help me grow and be supportive of me and not just be like, yeah, you got this, Corey, you got this. Yeah, we support you. I want, I wanted people around me to be like, hey man, that sucked. We know you can do better. And I have <laughs> surrounded myself with some of the best people that I could potentially have in my life on this voice acting journey. Uh, my two of my best friends, Nick Senny and Josh Dighton, they have been there with me since I restarted my journey in 2019. And they have lifted me and drive me to be the best voice actor I can be. And I've done the same for them. And we've kind of been like this tight little unit of just helping each other grow and just be the best versions of ourselves in our voice acting careers. And I'm so thankful that I learned that and applied that the second time around because there have been moments where I wanted to step away again. But knowing that I had a support system and knowing that I could talk to people when I'm feeling this way, knowing that they can pull me out and, and just encourage me and tell me that everything's going to be okay. You got this, man. It's so helpful. And I guess that's just a life lesson in general. Like you need to surround yourself with people who are going to encourage you and be a shining light in the darkness. Cause we're all going to go through instances in our life when we're dealing with just negativity and life is pushing us down. But if we have someone in our corner who is able to shine a light in that darkness and lead you down the right positive mindset, it goes a long way. So yeah, I guess that's really a key life lesson that I've learned through my voice acting journey and just life in general. Voice acting advice. Now we could be here for the next like six to eight hours as I give you every single bit of information that I have acquired over the years, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will just give you guys the one piece of advice that's going to benefit you the most in your voice acting career. When it comes to voice acting, there is a simple component that you need to understand. And I learned this by just listening to Rob Paulson, who is a legend in the voice acting industry. He's the voice of Yakko Warner, Pinky from Pinky in the Brain, and of course, Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. He had a podcast where he would bring on industry bigs and they would talk about voice acting and how they got into it and what advice they would give. And the one piece of advice he always gave was, when it comes to voice acting, it's little V, big A. Meaning, when it comes to voice acting, your voice is secondary to the acting component. If you don't know how to act, you will not succeed in this industry. Because anyone can jump on a mic and go, Whoa, I'm doing a silly voice. <laughs> and they can record themselves. And guess what? They're a voice actor. But... What's going to set you above and beyond 
The other voice actors who are getting into the industry is how you're able to take that voice and show emotional range with it. Are you able to take that silly, happy voice that I just did? And are you able to convey when that character is mad or sad or stressed, anxious, depressed, jubilant, or just passionate? Are are you able to take all these different emotions and apply them to the voice that you're doing? And if you're able to do that, that's going to set you above and beyond every other person who's trying to be a voice actor nowadays. You know, with the ability to get equipment and record from home, everyone wants to be a voice actor. And it's also a fun profession. So people are, are trying to be a voice actor more and more nowadays. So you have to do whatever you can to set yourself above other voice actors. And what other voice actors don't realize is how important the acting part is. Acting is always going to trump your voice, okay? And if you're able to take that that advice and apply it to your craft, it's going to make you so much better. And it's going to make your performances stand out when you're auditioning. Um, So I would really advise that you take some sort of acting classes, whether it's going to a university or a college, a a community college and taking some acting courses, taking some one-on-one courses, taking group classes, getting coaching sessions, or reading books or watching videos, learning how to do accents, learning um, the different techniques of how of of how to build a voice and maintain that voice. There's all these different little things that you can learn on the acting side that are going to benefit you in the long run. Like me, I'm still learning things every single time I try to voice act. I, I try to listen to my old auditions and see what I could do differently. I had one-on-one coaching with Daniel Ross, the voice of De- of Donald Duck, and it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had, and it allowed me to grow so much as a voice actor by just sitting down and working with him. So if you can, take the time to invest in yourself and your voice acting career and learn how to act. And if you're looking for cheap options, there are cheap options out there. There are acting classes online that are relatively cheap. You can buy books. There's a great book out there by Tara Platt and Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, it's called voice, like voiceover. Uh, it's called voice acting voiceover. And they give like a breakdown of what it means to be a voice actor, the different genres of voice acting, what you need to bring to the table, how you create voices, how you control pacing and all this stuff. It's a great breakdown of what it takes to be a voice actor. Also, D. Bradley Baker has a website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com. And this website is the most informational website I have ever seen. I, it literally breaks down every it literally breaks down every small thing that you could potentially think of and apply it to your craft. And it's fantastic. So there's so many f- resources out there that can allow you to improve your voice acting ability. And you do that, it's going to get you so many roles. You're going to start booking more work. And yeah, it's one of the most key things to being a voice actor. So when it comes to the production side of voice acting, it is like a little step-by-step process. Um, And it's really not that confusing. You know, the first thing that we always have to do is audition. Unless you're fortunate and someone comes to you and says, hey, I want to give you a role, which... I've had that happen to me a few times and it's great, (laughs) but I'm also auditioning almost every single day, trying to get my voice out there and land my next gig. Just know 
as a voice actor, your main job is not recording voices. It's recording auditions. The like 99% of the job is sending out auditions left and right, trying to get that next gig. Don't settle on one role. You want to continuously audition for the next role. Like I know as of late, I got some more notoriety for being Bob Velsib and that's been great, but I'm not going to let that identify. I don't want that role to identify me for the rest of my career. I want maybe the next role to be what identifies me. And guess what? I can also say, Hey, I was also the voice of Bob Velsib in spooky month five. Like, Oh shit. That's right. That's cool. Oh man. He's voiced so many cool characters. We're always looking for that next role that we can apply our voice to. So the first step of the production pipeline is auditioning and following the guidelines of what you need to do for your audition, record the lines, follow the format, send it in. Now, after you send in your audition, let it go. Don't think about your audition. Don't dwell on the audition. Just let it go because the more you sit and dwell on whether you're going to get chosen or not, if you don't get chosen, it's going to devastate you. Um, that's something that I did at the beginning of my career. And it's something that I changed when I came back to my voice acting career, I send and I forget because there's no need to think about it. If they really like your audition, they're going to reach out to you, right? There's no need to check every single day to make sure that they heard your audition and whether they liked your audition. Now, the next part of the production pipeline is either a callback or you get chosen. So there's going to be casting calls where uh, casting teams will have a second round for you to audition if they choose you, um, or they just do one full round and they want to hear your submissions and then they choose the best person that or the they choose the best person for the role, or they choose the best voice that matches what voice is in their head. I've been in a couple casting calls where I've been chosen for a second round and there's been casting calls where I've auditioned once and I land the role. So you, you never know what type of casting call you're going to get unless they do specify it to you. And then after you get chosen for your role, you're going to meet the casting team. You're going to be brought in into like their inner circle and you're going to talk things out, talk about your character, talk about rates, talk about recording process. Now you're going to have casting crews, or you're just going to have a crew in general that's going to want to do live recordings with you, meaning you're going to jump in your recording booth and you're going to be on a call with them and you're going to record the lines together and they're going to give you live feedback right away. So you guys get that perfect take right then and right there and no ifs, ands, or buts. You don't have to worry if you put out, uh, if you recorded the best take or you do the second option where you just, you get the script from the team, you record things on your own, you edit your audio after you're done and you send it into them and then they'll give you some feedback like, hey, we love this line, but can you redo this line? Yeah, for sure. You record that line again and you send it in and that's basically it. And after you record your lines based off of the team you're working with, you can either send your audio raw, never do that. If, if they ask you to send your audio raw, that means that they're going to edit your audio. And that's more so if you're working with a big name company, but the majority of the time, a lot of the teams you're going to work with, they want you to post, like do post on your audio, like chop down the takes you want them uh, to listen to. You want to adjust your audio to have, uh, you want to normalize, you want to normalize your audio. You want to add noise reducer to get any background sounds out. You want to equalize your audio. You want to... Um, 
compress your audio. You want to do these little edits to make your, your audio sound crisp and clean. So when it gets to the team, all they have to do is pick their favorite takes and put it into their audio skeleton. Now, after you've done your job, you just sit around and wait. (laughs) It it sucks because you put all this time and effort into getting the lines recorded and getting them sent in on time. And then you just have to sit and wait. And it sucks because you're excited about what's going on. and You just want to see that final product. But depending on what you're recording, it can be a quick audio project where you'll get it in a week or it'll be part of an animation or a game. And depending on the size of the team, it can take a while. Like for example, spooky month. Um, I recorded my lines in, I think March or April of 2022. And the product came out like the beginning of November. So I had to wait a long time to see the final product of, you know, my voice as Bob and I, me being a fan of spooky month, I was so amped up about just hearing my voice in a series that I had been watching from the very beginning. So it was very exciting. And it was also like, come on, I want to watch it. So you have to be patient and you have to let the team do their thing and put up the best product possible because not only is it a representation of them, but it also represents you too. Now, this question deals with people I have met along the way in my voice acting journey. And I know I've already brought up these two people, but I really want to do it again because just of how much they mean to me, and that's Nick Senny and Josh Dighton, I honestly believe I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them lifting me and supporting me and encouraging me to be the best voice actor I can be. Like there were times where I just wanted to say, screw this, I'm not getting work. Imposter syndrome was hitting me hard. And they told me to stop being an idiot You're really good at what you do, man. You got a lot of talent. It'd be stupid to just walk away from it. Just be adamant about getting your auditions in and just be adamant in your positivity in your career. You got what it takes. And I'm very thankful for that. You know, these guys have been with me since I came back. It means a lot that they still support me even to this day. Like, and I still support them. Like they are two of the greatest dudes I've ever had the pleasure of knowing their support for me has just been incredible. I love them. They, they, they are like my brothers. Even though I've never met them, they are like brothers to me. Also, I have just met countless people along my journey the second time around, and that's just throughout Newgrounds. Like, I've met so many amazing voice actors. Like, our community on the voice acting side is so freaking awesome, and I'm so glad that people wanted to join me when we did the voice acting collaboration, because I got to meet so many new voice actors who I had never known existed on Newgrounds. And it kind of brought us all together and made us realize that there are a lot of us on Newgrounds and we wanted to show off what we could do, how talented we are. And I'm so thankful that a lot of people wanted to be a part of it. And we've grown over these last three years. And I feel it's ultimately made our community that much stronger and has showed members of Newgrounds, how talented and how versatile we can be. I've also met so many great game developers and animators and musicians just simply through Newgrounds. Just from friendships alone, you know, I've been offered roles simply because of getting to know them and and Discord servers and whatnot and just chatting all together. Newgrounds is honestly, like I said, it's one of the best websites ever because it's just a website full of creators who are willing to support you and help you grow in what you do. 
like I said, I'm very thankful for everyone that I've met through Newgrounds because aside from, you know, Nick and Josh, I've had other people just saying, you know, commenting on videos like, man, the voice acting was great. And, you know, it, it's a good reflection of like what I did to help bring the animation or game to life. You know, one of the things that I truly loved about being a part of uh, Pico versus Bear DX was providing a voice for Pico and just seeing everyone react to the voice and react in such a positive way. And it, it also allowed me to meet new people who wanted to work with me in regards to having me voice Pico for them. And I'm like, cool, now I get to meet new people. Now I get to interact with them. And now I get to add people to my network and it's fantastic. And even outside of Newgrounds, I've got to meet people through TikTok and, and just other social platforms and and more so just voice actors from who, who are trying to get themselves noticed on on other social platforms like you know i was able to accrue a following on tiktok but at the same time i got to meet a lot of fantastic voice actors who are good friends of mine too and i've got to see them grow in their journeys and i i get to see voice actors who i met who are just getting started in their journey who are landing big roles and i'm so proud of them and i get to see members who who were who were living out of state and they moved to LA and now they're booking gigs left and right. And now they're getting agents. I'm like, this is so freaking awesome. Like you get to meet people who are trying to do the same thing as you. And you know, you guys get to grow together and you get to celebrate one another and telling you the, the voice acting community is one of the most positive communities in all of entertainment. And I'm so glad that I get to be a part of it because People that I know through this industry don't try to tear you down. They try to lift you up. And I've had voice actors say to directors and one like, hey, I, you know, I see this voice that you want me to do, but reach out to my friend, Corey. They could give you the best voice. And I've done the same thing for my friends. Like, of course, my, my buddy, Josh is, he's Brit, he's British and he's, he lives in London. And I've had people come to me like, hey, Corey, can you do a British accent for me? I'm like, yeah, I can. But hey, you want someone with a more authentic British accent, reach out to my buddy, Josh Dye, and he will give you exactly what you need. It's just a, it's a good community to be a part of because we all want to see each other succeed. We're not, we're not conceited. We don't care about our own success. We care about seeing everyone succeed because we're all trying to live out this dream and goal and we're all doing it together. It's awesome. I, I love everyone I've met along my journey so far. And I can't wait to see who else I meet along the way. How have I made my friends laugh? Um, I try to be as silly as I possibly can be at all times. And like I said, when I was younger, one of the ways I loved to make my friends laugh was just doing voices. And like I said earlier too, being an 11 or 12 year old and being able to do Eric Cartman's voice, everyone thought that was so cute and that was so funny. So I would take lines from South Park and I would say them as Cartman and it would just make my friends laugh all the time. And it really provided me with a bunch of happiness because I loved making my friends happy and hearing them laugh. It, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's what you need. <laughs> it, it's what made me happy. It put a smile on my face, knowing that I was making my friends happy. And even today, I just like being silly and I just like being lighthearted. And especially in situations where there's an opportunity to fit in something silly and just 
kind of keep some lightheartedness going just to kind of get a chuckle out of people. That's what I like to do. I like to focus more on positivity. I don't like the negativity of the world to push down on me. I, I try not to let negative things drive my day. I always try to focus on positivity. And if I can help people out with that too, you know, by just, you know, being silly and trying to make them laugh and just trying to create a, a positive environment, that's what I like to do. So when it comes to communicating with your directors or people you're collaborating with, the main thing I can tell you is just to communicate. There have been numerous times where I've had directors or people I'm collaborating with just disappear from me and I have no idea what's going on. And then months later, I'll, I'll have someone say, hey, you know, where are my lines? I'm like, whoa, uh, is this a thing? This is a thing still? I didn't even know that this project was in the works. Like, yeah, we've been waiting on you to send in your, send in your lines. I'm like, oh, well, you never gave me a deadline and I didn't even know if this was still a thing. Like this server's dead or there's been no communication on your part. Like I didn't know what you wanted from me. So yeah, I'll take care of this. You know, I'll take care of these lines for you. Like that's happened to me numerous times. And it actually just happened to me recently. It also does fall on you as well. Like you have to be willing to be proactive and not just sit around and be willing to reach out to your your uh, director or your collaborators and just be on the same page with everything and try to keep things progressively going. Because once you're brought onto a project, it's a whole process that needs to be followed to be executed properly. So if you're not taking your initial steps of communicating with the team, I mean, you're not doing your job as a voice actor. You need to talk to the team and figure out what they need from you, how you need to deliver your files, when you need to deliver your files. And it, it's it's going to make you look professional. It's going to make you look like you're attentive to details and you're task oriented and, you know, you just do things on time and you do that. It's going to make, it's going to leave a positive, it's going to leave a positive view on you. And that's ultimately what you want because, you know, people talk, you know, teams will talk. Like, oh yeah, I worked with, I worked with so-and-so. They were great. Oh yeah. I worked with that person. They, ugh, they suck, man. They, they don't talk. They didn't deliver anything on time. You know, people will talk. So you have to treat things in a professional manner. You have to be on top of things because you got to re remember when you're brought on as a voice actor, you're representing your yourself. Like you are your product. So if you're not representing yourself properly, you're hurting yourself. So you got to remember that you just need to take the time to really reach out and stay in contact with people. Even after you've sent stuff in, don't hesitate to reach out to a team and say, hey, they, you know, just check it in. Do you need anything else from me? Chances are they forget to reach out to you. Like, oh shit, yeah, hey, can you record this line for us? We totally forgot to read. Yeah, no problem. I can easily do that right now. And I'll say this again, you know, working on Spooky Month, I recorded my lines back, I think in March or April of last year. And even throughout the, you know, the year, I would reach out to Payload. I'm like, hey man, just want to check in and see if you need anything else from me. No, I'm okay, man. That's okay. And then it, there was a time like, hey, like just want to check in and see if you need anything else from me. And Palo, he told me like, yeah, actually, can you do an interview? Like, can you do a voice of like a, a news anchor? I'm like, yeah, absolutely, man. So you never know what can come out of just simply staying in contact with your team and being proactive. Just, just remember, being proactive is not a bad thing. It just shows that you're attentive to detail and you care about the project you're working on. And that's something you always want to convey to your team, that you care about the, the project that you're on. And that's going to make you, it's going to 
boost you above and beyond anyone else they've ever worked with. And it's going to just show that you're a great person to work with. The projects I have been a part of. So you guys have already heard me talk about a few of them. Of course, the one that I just truly am so thankful for is Spooky Month. Palo has given me this opportunity to really shine on a bright stage. And I am forever thankful for that. I've been wanting an opportunity where I can just show how much I've truly grown. Like I've said, I've been on Newgrounds for quite some time and I have voiced in so many animations and I love all the animations I've been a part of and I love all the people I've worked with. I just don't want to be that, hey, he's that guy on Newgrounds type of guy. You know, we all get to that plateau where we know that if we try to get to that next stage, we have to push the boundaries and and get outside of that. Now, I know Palo is a Newgrounds guy. That's how I know Palo. That, that's how I found out about him. I found out about him through Newgrounds. But he also has a huge following outside of that on YouTube. And he gave me a chance to showcase what I can do on a big platform alongside other big name voice actors which was very freaking cool. Like I got to work alongside Kellen Goff, Elsie Lovelock. I'm kind of at a loss for words. It's it's because how much the opportunity meant. Like I got to work alongside some big name people on a big platform and the fan base reacted in the most positive way possible and it just reassured me that I'm doing something right in my voice acting career. I would tell myself all the time, I'm ready for that next stage. I'm ready to shine. I'm ready to show the rest of the animation world or video game world what I'm capable of. And when I got that opportunity, I didn't fall flat on my face. And Spooky Month is always going to hold a special place in my heart simply because of the doors it's opened for me. And it's been awesome. And like I said, I'm always going to be thankful for for Palo for that opportunity. And there's been times where I've still messaged him I'm like, dude, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I'm surprised he hasn't told me to shut the hell up <laughs> because it's been numerous. I'm like, Palo, thank you so much for letting me voice Bob. And he's just the most upstanding guy too. Palo is such a good human being. He's just so lighthearted and he's so carefree and he's just so funny and just so positive and I, I I'm so happy I got to work with him another project I'm very proud of is you know Pico versus Bear DX I've got to talk about that a little bit too mainly because I got to voice a a pivotal character in the history of Newgrounds like you guys heard me say I've been going to Newgrounds since 2002 I really love the history of Newgrounds I love Pico Pico was a mainstay when I was playing all these different games on Newgrounds. I got to play all the original Pico games. I've seen animations. But one thing that we've never truly saw from Pico or heard, I should say, is a full voice representation of Pico. Like, we would hear little snippets and things, but he was, like, really never fully voiced, if I'm remembering correctly. And when I got the opportunity to voice Pico from Dungeon Nation... It was really freaking cool. <laughs> like I already had a voice in mind and he had a voice in mind too. And we worked on the voice and we came up with a voice. He goes, dude, that's perfect. Let's go with that. 
and I recorded some death lines. I'm like, oh, this is so freaking cool. I get to be, I get to be Pico. This is so cool. And I recorded like death dialogue and whatnot and, and some sound effects like of him getting hit. One day we were talking to one of our Discord servers and he mentioned how uh, he had all the, the dialogue ready to go. And, you know, I, I told him, I just proposed an idea. I'm like, hey, man, you know, with me having a, a voice acting server, do you think we can get this fully voiced? Do you think that's possible? And he goes, yeah, if we can get voice actors, that would be really freaking cool. I would love to have this thing fully voiced. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I helped him find voices and we got voices for Darnell and, and Nene and he voiced Bear and, and Ojo himself. Um, and we also had snippets of Tom <laughs> in the game too. That was like one of the first times I think Pika was fully voiced in a game. Like I know he had some voice snippets in games and some animations, but I think that was like really the full first full time we've heard him voiced throughout an entire game. And one of the most cool things about that entire experience was people saying how much they loved Pico's voice and how it fit his personality. It, it fit his characteristics. It, it represented him in such a good way. I'm like, ah, because knowing how important Pico is to the history of Newgrounds, I wanted to deliver and I delivered and it makes me happy that I represented him in a way that, made the Newgrounds community happy. And I hope made Tom happy too, because that's, that's, that's his project. That's his little guy, you know? And I, I, I feel so happy that I was able to provide a voice that just works for the character. And it's so fun to do. And people still ask me to do it. And I'm so happy to do the voice. I, I, I love doing Pico. It's such a fun voice. Yeah, it, it, I'm so grateful for Dungeon even letting me voice Pico. It, it was such a fun experience. And, and there's one other project that I'm very grateful for. And it's that project that I talked about at the very beginning. The very first project I ever auditioned for. It was um, for a mod, Arma 3. There was a contest being held by the creators of Arma 3. And this team that I worked with they put on they put together a six chapter campaign uh of like DLC like for uh for this contest we submitted our our project and we won the entire competition which was freaking cool and i got to be a part of this this was the very first project i ever auditioned for and i got this role through newgrounds that's like one of the coolest things too it was actually rocky at first though too because i auditioned for a role I got cast as kind of like a, a guy that just speaks through comms. So the main character would speak through comms and um, a soldier would respond to them through comms. And that was my role. I recorded the line. Uh, we had it put in game. Like, this is so freaking cool. I'm going to be in a video game. And then they released footage of gameplay of the first chapter, which is what my character was featured in. And they replaced my voice. And I'm like, no, what happened? Wait, what? What's going on? Like, I was so confused because no one told me about it. I'm like, why did they replace me? What happened? Did I do something wrong? Lo and behold, the like the the head of the project, he goes, dude, we love your voice so much that we felt it would be not fair to you to 
relegate you to just one specific line. We want you to be a main character in our game. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like me being a brand new voice actor. I'm just like, no way. Cut it out. There's no way you want me to be a, a main character in your campaign. That's freaking stupid. But no, they wanted me to um, audition for characters from Czechoslovakia. And of course, I had no idea how to do a Czechoslovakian accent. So I just looked up a an accent on YouTube. I found a video. I practiced it. I, I auditioned for three characters. And they gave me the main character from the uh, Czechoslovakian group in the game. His name was Miklis Draken the leader of the Freedom and Independence Party of the South. And it was so fucking cool. I got to be the lead in two chapters, like in the final two chapters of the campaign. It was so cool. And like I said, landing that project right off the bat just encouraged me to pursue a career in voice acting. Because who knows? Like, say, say I didn't land that first project and I auditioned for a hundred roles and I didn't land any of those roles. Like maybe I would have just given up and never been a voice actor. So that project holds a special place in my heart because it just gave me the confidence to continue being a voice actor and just trying my hand at that. So yeah, those are a few projects that I'm, I'm very proud of. And if I didn't mention one of the, like, I know there's plenty of projects that I've been a part of that I haven't mentioned doesn't devalue all the other projects I've been in. I love all the projects I've been in. And I love all the fucking creators who've allowed me to be a part of their projects. You didn't have to let me be a part of it, but you chose me to be a voice in your project. And I'm forever grateful for you guys for that. You guys are all amazing. Classic Newgrounds. <laughs> like, like I've already said, I've been coming to Newgrounds since 2002. And... I will reiterate over and 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 over again. Newgrounds is the best fucking site on the internet. I don't care what other people say on Twitter or any other social platforms and they try to tear it down. It is the best site to be on. And Tom is the best orchestrator of any website out there. Zuck is a piece of crap. And Tom is... A god. <laughs> I don't care if Zuck has made billions of dollars off of Facebook. Tom has created a community that allows creators to really shine bright and gives them the exposure that they need to grow in their craft. He's allowed so many animators to showcase their skills. Those animators have gone on to land big jobs with animation networks. Or they've now accrued their own freaking shows on primetime networks. Like, good example is Smiling Friends with, with Zach Hadel, you know, who started out with Newgrounds. And now he has his own freaking show on a major network. He got to start on Newgrounds. And same thing with, with games. You know, there's a lot of um, game developers out there who are now working on big projects simply because of getting their start on Newgrounds and voice actors. There's big, like, there's some big name voice actors out there because of there's who started out on Newgrounds, Mick Lauer, Rice Pirate, Devin Mack, who's now the voice of fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, there, it's it's such a great website to be a part of. It's like honestly, if I were to suggest any place to upload your content and try to get some exposure, just do it on Newgrounds. Who cares what people 
cares about the negative things that people have said about Newgrounds. They don't really know Newgrounds. They've had one experience on it, and it happened to be a bad one because one bad person ruined it for them. And then they want to talk crap about Newgrounds for the rest of their life without really giving it a chance and letting it give them the positive vibes and just the positive relationship that all of us have with this beautiful website. What's so appealing to me about it, like I said, is is just being able to fully express yourself and just show what you can do in your respective creative field. Like you, you're able to really hone in on your craft and you're really to, you're, you're able to share with other people who are willing to give you constructive feedback and help you grow. You know, like I said, aside from just, you know, Nick and Josh, I've had other voice actors help me out and say, yeah, well, that doesn't sound good. Maybe you should try this. I'm like, cool. And, I, and I've done the same thing for other people. Like, hey, can you take a listen to my demo? Yeah, it's okay. You should try to do this a little bit more. Focus on this when you're building your voice demo and, you know, it's going to make you sound so much, be- so much better. Oh, thanks, Corey. I really appreciate that. It's a great website just to network and and grow as, a, as an individual and just grow with a community that's so willing to support you. Very thankful for this website. It's like I said, it's the best fucking website on the internet. I don't care what people say about it. They don't know it. Those who have been on this website and have have invested so much time and energy into it and the community, they know the true, they know the true energy and the true, the true relations, the true relationships that are built through this website. Tom is a freaking awesome man just for being willing to keep this website up and running for so damn long and you know the community for being behind him and backing him up and supporting him along the way you know all the stuff that has come along over the years you know starting off with like back in the day of uh pico and clock crew and tankman madness dad and me um suction cup man like all the stuff that's come blockhead salad fingers like all the stuff that has come over the years it's it's just it's cool seeing this like evolution and just more and more people being introduced to this website like we started to see a downtick and thankfully you know friday night funkin blew up because it just brought this renaissance to Newgrounds, like more and more people started swarming to Newgrounds and were being introduced to it and were being introduced to those classic characters like Pico and, and Captain and Steve and even Skid and Pump just by those levels alone in Friday Night Funkin'. And it was so cool just to see so many people coming back to Newgrounds and giving it a chance. And more and more people are sticking around just because of how awesome it, just because of how awesome it is. And I'm very happy. And I really hope that people continue to come to the site and give it a chance because it is truly one awesome website. Tom, thank you again for giving us this website and allowing all of us to grow and and be a part of it. You're the man. The tropes of Newgrounds animations. Um, I don't know. I, I think like if you're going to kind of like give a connotation of the type of animations that you'll see on Newgrounds, I mean, I guess you could just call it a cavalcade of variety. You're going to see some very cool animations. You're going to see some grotesque animations and not grotesque as in like gore and and whatnot. You're going to see just stuff that's like, whoa, what the hell? That's weird. Or you're going to see some romantic stuff. You're going to see classic animation. You're going to see new animation. You're going to see 
a bunch of different styles that just contribute to how creative the website is. There isn't like one specific animation style that you're going to see on Newgrounds. It's a cavalcade of fun. It's it's like there's so many different things that you're going to see. And it gives you the opportunity to watch what you want to watch. You can watch, you know, classic animations. You can watch the 3D animations. You can watch class. Like you can, there's just, <laughs> it's hard to just put into words. Like there's just so much stuff that you can watch on Newgrounds that, contributes to how creative it is like there is no like one specific animation style for new rounds it's animators trying their hand at bringing their creative styles to life and that's what i love and i love the fact that i got to be a part of all those different varieties of animations yeah i think that's what ultimately makes new grounds unique is just the different styles of animations that you see and i hope that we continue to get all these different variations of animation and and just let these animators continue to grow in the craft this question's a little silly but i guess i'll i'll i guess i'll attempt it it's basically just asking me to use my voice acting skills to make noises with my mouth to create a parody of what the typical newgrounds animation sounds like i guess mainly just like i guess just because it's a culmination of like different styles you're going to have the classic ones. Howdy doody there, fellow. Hope you're having a good day. Or you're going to, get down. We got to take down the alien scum. Ugh. Or, oh, senpai, I love you so much. <laughs> you know, there's like all these different styles to animations that you're going to see on Newground. So I guess it's just like whatever floats your boat, I guess. Just make sure you keep coming to Newgrounds, everyone. <laughs> what makes a good Newgrounds movie? Like, I really feel like this isn't a question that I can give some good advice on, mainly because I've never really had to create a movie. I've only been a part of one aspect of the movie side of things, and that's just delivering my lines and giving the best voice acting performance I can give. But if I were to give some advice, I would just say one of the best things that you can do when making a movie that's going to be successful on Newgrounds is execution. You know, I've I've been approached by so many creators who want to do a movie or a game and they have this grandiose idea of what they want to do, but it's never executed. So I would say one of the best things that you can do to make a successful movie is come up with an idea, execute it and deliver it to the best of your ability. Don't come up with this grandiose idea and just let it fall flat. Because not only are you yourself, not only are you letting yourself down, but you're letting other members that you're working with down also. Like there have been so many times where I've been a part of a project that I think would be incredibly cool and it never gets executed. It's never brought to fruition. And you're just like, damn, I really wish that pulled through. And I guess it just kind of falls back on that whole communication aspect that I was talking about earlier. If you're in a project like that, where it just seems like there's nothing going on, and it might be falling through, the best thing to do is just reach out. See if there's anything that you can do. Like there's been times where I've had people like, oh, yeah, it's not working. I've had two animators drop out. I don't know what to do. Do you want me to reach out to other animators I know and see if they'd be interested in helping out? Man, I would really appreciate that because I have a lot of stuff going on at home and I just don't have the energy to do so right now. Like I'm I'm backed up, blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, they tell you what's going on. Like, hey, no worries. Let me reach out and see what happens. And sure enough, we'll get people on. 
to help out and and things get finished. You know, when you're brought onto a team to execute a project, everyone has to work together. It's not just like, hey, Corey, you're the voice actor. Hey, so-and-so, you're the animator. Hey, so-and-so, you're the storyboard artist. Hey, so-and-so, you do background art. And so-and-so, you write it, and I'm just going to direct. It's not like that. Everyone has to work together to make things happen. So honestly, the best way to make a good Newgrounds movie is just execution and having good communication among your group to make sure that you guys finish the task and you're delivering a product that you are absolutely 100% happy about. Now, I know we're not ultimately going to be 100% happy with our final products, but as long as you feel it's a good representation of what you do as an animator or a creator, that's what matters the most. Oh, the touchy A rating subject. (laughs) Well, uh, one of the components of this question is, why am I not in those? I'm married. I don't do that. (laughs) Um, If my wife found out that I do adult content, I would not be married. Plus, I don't like doing that content. It doesn't make me comfortable. Um, Nor would I want to do that. It, it, you know, it just goes against what I believe. And yeah, I just don't find it suitable for me. And this goes, this is nothing against those who do A-rated content. I have met some fucking fantastic voice actors who work in A-rated content. And it just goes to show how talented they are because working in that content, you have to be able to sell what you're fucking recording. (laughs) If you're not doing things right, like if you're not providing the right sounds, it's not going to be believable. And and I give major credit to those who work in that industry or or on that side of voice acting because it it takes a lot of talent to sell what they're recording. It it is a different acting set altogether. Um, And I do respect the, the talent that they have because that's really fucking hard to do. I'm not saying I've tried it before, but I, it's, it's very hard to fucking make make that shit believable. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure people will be like, yeah, they're faking it. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's more so you don't hear me in that content because you know that's that's a personal choice of mine. I, I don't want to be a part of that. And it's out of respect to not only my beliefs, but respect to my wife. You know, I don't want my wife to worry about me recording that type of content and hearing her husband doing you know, quote unquote, doing things with a, another person in an audio bit. That's the last thing I need. So it, it's that's that's ultimately why you don't see me in that. Do I peruse that content? No, not anymore. <laughs> when I was younger and curious, yes, you, you could have found me on those parts of Newgrounds, but not anymore. Like I, I will say, I have played a a, a meet and fuck before, but. Not anymore. (laughs) I've grown past that. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Ah, webcomics. There's something that people don't typically talk about nowadays now. Um, I used to really be into reading webcomics. I was a big cyanide and happiness guy. I would read the comic strips from those guys all the time. I really loved Rob's. They were so freaking funny, as well as Chris's. They were hilarious all the time. Dan's were really good too. I'm sad that there really isn't a lot of new webcomic content out there. And quite honestly, in this day and age, there should be more webcomics out there. Like I know that there are some people still doing it and it's not really 
as popular as it used to be. But I can guarantee you it it can be a great way to showcase your skills as a creator, especially if you're an animator. One of my buddies who I've got the pleasure of working with, Cheeto, he's actually venturing into it right now. He's he's wanting to do more comics, just like small little ideas that he can execute really quick. And I think it's such a great idea. It's a great way to market yourself and show the type of things that you can do on like with your creative thinking. And if you have an idea that may not work for an animation, it could ultimately work for a comic. There's some great, like we, we just, we just released a comic the other day. That's very simple and silly. And it just fits into Cheeto's style and comedy. And it's just a good representation of what he does. And it's such a great little marketing ploy. And like I said, it's just a great way to get your creative juices flowing because you never know. You can create a comic and the next thing you know, it's going to lead to an idea that can turn ultimately into an animation. I honestly think that if more people, more illustrators or more animators like get back into web comics, it could ultimately bring back a, a crave of, of, of comics in general. Um, of course, you know, comic books are still a big thing, but you never really see a lot of web comics publicized and really the only one i truly knew about was cyanide and happiness like i saw their stuff all the time i saw their animations and they're still doing web comics every single day and their animations and games and it's cool i would love to see more web comics because i've always been a comic guy i've I've loved them and as a voice actor they're really freaking cool because you're able to take these web comics that you see and you can ultimately dub them if you want to i've done that i've taken web comics that i've seen on newgrounds or on twitter and i've asked the creator i'm like hey do you mind if I dub your comic? No, yeah, go ahead. Then it allows you to play with voices and just show off what you can do. There's benefits of webcomics, and I really hope that they do come surging back because it's it's like literally a great way to market yourself as an animator or an illustrator and even a voice actor. Media recommendation. Watch Newgrounds content. <laughs> Support your local Newgrounds creator today and watch all of their animations and play their games. <laughs> no, seriously, though, like watch, you know, support your favorite artist on, on Newgrounds. And I guess like with any like media recommendations, I mean, I guess if we're talking about shows or whatnot, I still watch South Park. I love South Park. Watch South Park. There's a new season going on right now. And so far, it's been hilarious. How would I describe my mental health? Um, I would say it's it's positive. For those who know me, like I try to be the most positive person I can be. I like to be a bright shining light in, you know, a tunnel of darkness. Like I was saying earlier, like I want to kind of like, I want to be that example of what it means to live an optimistic lifestyle. Just trust me, we're going to be hit with negativity throughout our entire life. But in those moments when we're able to look past that negativity and focus on something positive, it's ultimately going to drive us to be in a more positive mental state. This is a piece of advice that I I like to give people. And I know it works because I've I've used my own advice for myself. And I'm glad that it works because it reassures me I'm not blowing smoke up people's ass. (laughs) There's going to be instances in your life or days where negativity just beats you into submission, you know, bad day at work argument with parents or a significant one, 
or something happened with your pet and it's making you feel sad or school sucks ass or you're just depressed in general. And all this negativity is just going to pile on you and make you feel like shit. During those days when you're having all those negative emotions, I can guarantee you there's going to be one positive thing, one positive thing. And regardless if it's a big positivity, if, if it's a big positive instance or, or something very, very small, regardless, it's, it's something positive. And when you find that positivity, ultimately what you need to do is focus on that positivity and let it drive your thought process for the rest of the day. Because ultimately, when you're focusing on something positive that makes you happy, it's going to put you in a more positive state of mind. You're going to be more happy. And when we're positive and we have a happy mindset, it's going to lead us to be more optimistic about things. We're going to focus on the happiness and let that drive us to overcome any obstacles that we face throughout the day. And I try to do that always. Like as of lately, you know, I'm, I'm still bummed that I have to deal with my, my full-time job and, and, you know, not have voice acting be my, my full-time gig. Like I want that to be my big thing this year. I want to be able to jump from being a part-time voice actor, voice actor to a full-time voice actor this year. But right now I'm still not financially stable enough to make that jump. Like I'm not making enough as a voice actor to make that jump. And it sucks. Like that's a big negative thing because I've been wanting to make that jump for a while now. And I don't like my current job. It sucks because it's not something I went to school for. But in those moments where I'm letting that negativity drive me and just make me upset, I take the time to think about how great it will be when I'm able to be a full-time voice actor, when I'm able to support my, my family full-time by doing what I really love to do, when I get to be a part of a project because I'm now a full-time voice actor that gets to be on Nickelodeon or Disney and my daughter gets to watch it. And she's like, daddy, is that you? That's your voice, daddy. And it gets to be, you know, she gets to see, like she gets to hear my voice coming out of a character that she's seeing on TV. That fills me with a lot of joy and positivity. And I let that drive me through any tough moment that I'm, in, I'm going through throughout the day, especially with work. It puts me in a better mindset and just allows me to overcome any negative negative thing that comes my way. And I think that's just a bit of advice that anyone can benefit from. So to kind of just like reiterate that, just if you're having a bad day, try to find something positive, whether that's, you know, a big thing or just a small thing, like your dog greeting you when you come home from work and jumping on you and giving you licks on the face. Focus on something positive. And let that positivity lead to optimism. Let the optimism lead to happiness and let that happiness put you in a better mindset. I can guarantee you it'll help. It, it, it works for me and it actually has worked for others. Things that make me angry. I would say one of the big things, especially in voice acting, is when you replace me for a role that I was cast in and you don't let me know. That's happened a few times and it fucking pisses me off. You don't have the common decency to let me know that you're willing that, that you're wanting to replace me and you do it behind my back, um, especially when I have talked to you about why I'm not able to fulfill my duties right now and to just be patient with me. And when I have the time to, I will take care of what I need to do. I've had that happen before where I express something to a creator and 
he knew what was going on in my life and he wasn't patient and he recast me without letting me know. And when I reached out to him saying, Hey man, you know, things are good. Can we jump on a call and get our lines recorded? He told me he recast me. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? You're not going to let me know. All right, whatever. Then I don't want to be a part of your project ever anymore. Like I'm done. So, cause I was already like, the, the role that I was going to be recording was for another character aside from one that I was already voicing. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be a part of your project anymore. If you're not willing to show me decency after, you know, after our working, like through our working relationship, if you're not willing to show, if you're not willing to work with me after all the times I've worked with you, I don't want to work with you anymore. So be upfront with me about shit. I, I, I hate people who like to beat around the bush and do things behind my back. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess that's one of the main things that makes me angry. But, you know, like I said, I try not to dwell on the the negative stuff. I try to let the positivity drive me. <laughs> so if something makes me angry, I take my time to mull it over and then I let it go. And I try to move on about my day. How to define your goals as a creator. The first thing you ultimately need to do is start off with small goals. Okay. Now, because if we set up goals that are just unreachable, we're going to be less determined and we're going to feel negative about ourselves if we're not able to reach those goals. You have to recognize what's going to benefit you in your journey and what goals are easy to conquer along your quest, you know? Starting out as a voice actor, one of the things, like one of the best goals to start off with is setting out an audition every day. Seems very easy, but it can also be very difficult. But, you know, it, it is a more easier goal. And when you start putting in the effort to get those auditions going in every single day, you're going to start feeling positive about yourself. Yeah, you know, I was able to accomplish that goal. I was able to get an audition out. Very cool. Let me do that tomorrow. Yeah, I got another one out. Yeah, let me do it again tomorrow. Cool, I got one. Now, let me do another one. Yeah, and it's just going to start feeding into a more positive mindset and it's going to get you into a rhythm. If I'm not mistaken, like there, there is some study out there, like setting small goals for yourself and accomplishing those small goals, just it gives you that, that dopamine you need to feel positive about yourself, to feel happy. And if you're, and if you're getting all that dopamine all the time, it's going to just create a better positive mindset for you. When it comes to defining your goals and setting goals out for yourself, start off small. Okay. Don't go for the, the grand slam right away. Not for the hell. Like you don't want the grand slam. You don't want the hell Mary start off small and build things up. You can have like year long goals. You can have daily goals, monthly goals, half year goals or full year goals. Like for me, like, like I said, my daily goal is to try to get an audition every day. You're not going to be able to because there aren't 365 projects that you can audition for throughout the year. <laughs> but like, if you don't want to do a daily, you can say like, hey, you know, I want to try to get three auditions in this week. Let's try to get that goal. You get it? Cool. You you reached your accomplishment. You, like you accomplished your goal. That's cool. Now you can try to audition for more roles. Or like one of my monthly, like one monthly goal that I want to do is try to get some sort of coaching and some sort of teaching and just build upon my acting craft that I already have. My year goal is to land an agent and become a full-time voice actor. That's a hard one to do. That was, those were my two year goals last year and I wasn't able to accomplish them. So you're not always going to be able to reach goals 
But if you're setting up smaller goals along the way, it's going to lead you, it's going to drive you to be the best version of yourself at all times. It's going to give you that positivity and put you in that mindset of doing what you need to do to be successful. So start off small, accomplish those small goals and set up bigger goals along the way that will drive you, you know, it's going to encourage you to accomplish those goals, but um, completing those smaller goals along the way is going to give you more energy and fuel to accomplish those bigger ones in the future. Do I understand my own emotions? As a voice actor, you really need to understand your emotions. You have to know what makes you mad, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, what gets you excited, what stresses you out, what makes you anxious, what makes you depressed, what makes you silly. You have to be in touch with your emotions as a voice actor because if you're able to be in touch with your emotions, you're able to take those emotions and apply them to the characters that you're performing as. This is what we call having emotional range. And this is something that you learn with the whole acting component of voice acting. Like I said earlier, acting is always going to triumph over your voices. If you're not able to act, your performance is going to fall flat and your delivery is just not going to be good. And sometimes it can also lead to you being recast. Because if you're not able to deliver what the director is looking for, then they might have to start looking elsewhere. So you want to make sure that you're able to identify certain emotions and you're able to portray them in a believable manner. See, I can easily be upset like, oh, I can't believe he stole my money. And yeah, that conveys anger, but does it really convey anger? Like, are, are you really selling that performance? Because there could be two different takes for that. It could be like, oh, I'm so mad he took my money. Or like, God damn it, he took my fucking money. Which one sounds more believable? The first one or the second one? The second one, because it actually sounds like there's anger in my fucking voice instead of just me like partially being angry. Like, oh, he took my money. Oh. No, the guy took your money. You got to be very passionate. You have to be very angry about it. They took your money. They stole a million dollars from you. You're going to be very pissed off about that, right? So you have to be able to take those emotions that you know and kind of be over the top with them in a bit. Like In a sense, you have to be over the top with those emotions. You have to be able to sell those emotions. If you're not able to, your performance is going to fall flat. And if you're not in touch with those emotions, you need to figure out how you can get in touch with those emotions. Because one acting technique that we can use as an actor is pulling from our own experiences that we've had in our life, taking those emotions that we felt at that time and applying it to our performance. I have done that numerous times and it brings out a different performance entirely. Like there's been performances where I've had to cry as like my characters had to cry. Like there was a, an audio drama that I was a part of where my character is remembering a traumatic event when they were younger. And while he's telling that, while he's recounting this event that happened to him when he was younger, he's breaking down, he's sobbing and he's crying. And, and I pulled from an experience in my life where I was anxious and I was scared and I was sobbing and I'm trying to talk through a certain situation. And I pulled that situ- and I pulled that moment out from my life and I applied it to my performance 
And every fan, or, or the, I shouldn't say every fan, but the majority of the fans who were giving responses about the the project, like, holy shit, that scene was so powerful. Like you could feel the energy coming from my character when he was recounting the story. Like, holy shit. And even the creators, uh, the writers and the directors of that audio drum, like, holy shit, dude, that was really good. And I'm like, it's being able to deliver those emotions is like I said, it's ultimately going to set you above and beyond other voice actors and make you stand out. So be in touch with your emotions, learn how to execute those emotions and learn how to be over the top a bit when you're executing those emotions. So you're really selling that performance entirely. Hopefully that helps. Be in touch with your emotion. Don't be, to all you guys out there, don't hide from your feelings. Be in touch with them. Be a man. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's really ultimately going to be the best way to help drive your voice acting career, being in touch with your emotions and really knowing them and harnessing them. Create the ultimate unfunny formula. Really? I mean, to me, there's really only one step to being unfunny. That's just being a dick. (laughs) If you're a dick, no one's going to like you. You know, if you want to be unfunny and unlikable, just be a dick. Be a dick. You want to be rude to everybody and you want to demean people and you want people to not like you. Be a dick. Being a dick gets you nowhere in life. Being respectful gets you somewhere. It allows people to have a conversation with you. It allows doors to be open. It allows you to actually have a conversation with a person and build a relationship with a person. But if you want to be a dick right out the gate, you're going to be unfunny. You're going to be unlikable. You're going to be unapproachable and just you're going to be alone. (laughs) So there's really only one way to be unfunny and just unlikable, and that's just being a dick. Don't be a dick. Be a nice person. And this really needs to happen now more than ever. We need to stop being assholes to one another. We need to stop being dicks. Be a positive person. Focus on just being a good person in general. You know, that's like the golden you know the golden rule. Do one do unto others as you want others to do to you. You if you want people to be nice to you and respect and respect you, be nice and and be respectful back. You want people to hate you? Be a dick to them. Then they'll and they'll be a dick back to you. <laughs> there you go. Things that make me happy. I mean, if you don't know it by now, voice acting. (laughs) I love voice acting. It has, you know, I have expressed this before. Um, And and this can, and this will kind of tie into the last portion of this, like the conclusion, because the conclusion also asks me to tell a story about me, which inspires me to be creative uh, for something like perhaps something like a challenge that I overcame. So I'm going to combine this last question into the conclusion of this interview. Voice acting makes me happy. And I've really only expressed this once in my entire life. And this was literally, I was on TikTok doing a live uh, for New Year's. And I was wrapping things up, of all things. And I was talking about how much my fan base means to me how much voice acting means to me and how much support, how the support means so much to me. I'm so happy that people have, I'm so happy that stuff that I have voiced in has truly made people happy. My my performances have made people happy. 
I love that fans are willing to support me in my voice acting career. The support that I've gotten has been so overwhelming. Like it, it truly is. Like I said, like Spooky Month was validation that I could do well on a big stage. And the support that came in just validated that even more. And it just showed that I'm good at something. Voice acting really makes me happy. Like I said earlier, I, I was a baseball player and I played for 23 years of, oh, <laughs> I played up until I was 23. So I played for more than 20 years of my life. And I was good. And I went, you know, I did well in high school. I went to college. I played at a division one college. I played alongside guys who are playing in the majors right now. And I played professional myself for a little bit. And my career was cut short. For those who know me, like I'm a believer of God. I, I follow Christ. And I believe everything happens for a reason. And that door was closed on me for a specific reason. And I didn't want to acknowledge that at that time. And I realized that door was closed so I could open the door and live my full potential. I have a more deeper connection to voice acting than I do with baseball, especially now. I know I'm good at voice acting. Like God gave me a gift to be able to manipulate my voice in a way and <laughs> have fun with it and bring happiness to people through my performances. And doing that makes me happy too. After I was done playing baseball, I felt like I was worthless. I felt like I wasn't good at anything. Like I would just be, you know, one of those guys that you see in movies. Oh, he was an ex high school player. He was a high school stud. And now he just drinks beer and works at the local Walmart. You know, I, I honestly felt like I was going to be one of those guys like, yeah, you know, I played baseball in high school and college and, and professionally. And now that I'm done, I'm going to work at, in my local town and amount to nothing. That's ultimately what I believed. I felt worthless. I felt I was never going to amount to anything. I didn't feel like I was good at anything else. I was so blinded by my negativity. I totally forgot that there was another talent that I possessed that I could excel in and shine in. And when that light in the darkness flashed on me and I realized that I could make something out of myself as a voice actor, holy shit. It just, it filled this void in my heart that was killing me. Filling that void with voice acting it just brought me so much joy and happiness that I really needed at the time. I missed it because like, this is like during a whole transition in my life where I was done playing baseball and I was kind of like just trying to figure myself out. And I figured voice acting was my ideal thing and I had to step away from it and I fucking missed it. And I, and I'm not going to say I wasn't happy when I walked away from it. I was happy. I, I, I went back to school. I got my master's degree I met my wife, I had my daughter, and I got to do some really cool things. I got to work for the Los Angeles Angels and their media relations team and social media team. Like that was really fucking cool. And I was still filled with a bunch of happiness in my life, but it was just like there was one thing that I just I felt incomplete still. And when I got the time to 
get back into voice acting and voice acting became a part of my life again, I felt complete. Voice acting really makes me happy. It makes me feel like I have something to contribute to society. It's something that I can use to provide happiness to people. It's something that I can use to provide for my family, to put food on my table, to put food on my, on my, uh, to put clothes on my daughter's back, just to sustain a, a comfortable lifestyle for my family, to shine in a way that I know I was able to shine. It, it may sound sappy, but it's, it's, it's true. And, and I know a lot of you are probably like, Oh my God, Corey, shut up, dude. Like it's, you're just doing voices for a living. So I'm doing something that's making me happy. Just like all you guys are. It inspires me to be creative. It inspires me to be happy. And if I'm going to leave you guys with one last bit of advice, do what fucking makes you happy. Don't let people try to deter you from doing what makes you happy. If you're doing something right now that makes you fucking happy, you stick to it. And don't let anyone try to take that away from you. Because your happiness matters more than anything in this world. And when you focus on that energy, like when you focus on that, that happiness, that positive energy, it's just going to lead to a positive mindset like I was talking about earlier. You focus on that. You do what makes you happy. Things are just going to be better for you. And I truly believe that. Now, I know that a lot of my responses to these questions were very long-winded, <laughs> but I just want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to my responses. And, you know, I hope you learned something new about me. And, you know, Alistair, thank you for letting me answer these questions and just, you know, express myself a little bit more. This was really fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed. See you later. Go support Newgrounds!